The Shpozei that says, I swear, you're not going to ever have children. So Rav Pinchas said, he said, if I have any merit in heaven, I swear that this year you're going to have a kid. It's not a simple thing. You have, you have two tzaddikim. They both swore and their, and their oaths are exact opposites. So who do you listen to? So high. And if you listen with your heart, you just... Okay. Um, here goes the story. So everybody, well not everybody, but many of you have probably heard of the Shabbat Zayda. And uh, so one, one of the chassidim of the Shabbat Zayda, one of the people who was the father of the Shabbat Zayda, he didn't have children. And whenever he could, he would, he would uh, whenever he was by the Shabbat Zayda, he would ask for a bracha to have children. And he would never really get a clear answer. What? He, he, would, he would always ask the Shpola Zayda for, for children, and he would always uh, push him off. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give him a bracha. One time when he decided he was going to go to travel to Shpola Zayda again, he said, this time I'm going to go and I'm not going to stop asking the Shpola Zayda. I'm going to go and push kvetch and, 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 and push and, and really drive the, the, the Rebbe, so to speak, crazy until I get my bracha. So he goes and he, you know, he sees the Shpolzeda and he starts to ask him. Uh, and he's, he's in the middle of thinking very deeply and he, he asks him for a bracha for children. Shpolzeda says, tells him, please, right now I'm dealing with... Uh, he was deep in thought. I'm dealing with something that has to do with the good of the entire Yisrael, and I can't deal with an individual individual's needs right now. And this chassid hears this, and he says, "One second. If right now the Shpelzeda is so deep in thought and trying to accomplish something for all the Yidden, it means that it must be an Esratzen. It must be a time in Shemayim where you can ask for, you know, an appropriate time to ask for things." So now is not a time that I should not ask for a bracha. I should pester their, their spellzeda even more to get a bracha. And so he asks and asks, and and uh, the spellzeda warns him and says, "Not now." And he says, "You know," he keeps on asking. And the spellzeda tells him, he, he hints to him like he's going to regret it if he doesn't stop. And he doesn't stop. He keeps on going to the point where the spellzeda says, "I swear, you're not going to ever have children." Yeah. And the chassid hears this. Obviously, it says in the story that he 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 mixed him up. He really interrupted his thoughts. Moshe Zayda was doing something that was very very important, you know, in, in, in the heavens, in the higher realms. The chassid hears this, and he he was very very hurt. He was what he just did. He said, "This is not my place." And he got up and he said he said bye to Moshe Zayda and he left. He was traveling at one point and he came to the town of Karitz and that's where the, the, the holy Pinchas Karitzer lives. But it was before Pinchas became uh, well known as a rabbi, it was before he was revealed. Right? So, but, but this chassid was able to smell, you know, who's uh, holy, who's, you know, who's a, a very high level. Um, and he sees the way Pinchas is acting, 
he saw him in the base medrash. Sees how he's acting, and he kept on, you know, looking at him and and and, and really observing him. And he realized that this person not only a very special person, he's a baruch hakedush. He has special holy powers. And he hears he hears Rupinchas krechting. He hears Rupinchas sighing that he's gonna. It was close to Pesach, and. Uh, it was Mamash like the days of, it was like a few days before Pesach, and he hears Rapincha sighing that now he's going to have to go ahead and be Mavatal Terah. He won't have time to learn, learn Terah because he needs to go and prepare for Pesach. And, and this Chassid asked around about Rapincha, and, and, and he heard that he's very poor. This Chassid had money, Baruch Hashem. He went over to the, to the house of Rapincha, and he asked the wife what she needs for, for the Yomtiv. And he goes and he takes out all the money necessary for matzah, for, for all the things for this, for the Seder plate. He buys furniture. He goes all out. And, and he asks uh, the lady anything else they need and he goes and buys everything. And as the days are coming closer, he tells, tells the princess' wife, tell me whatever it is you need and I'll pay for it. And, and he asked her not to let Rapinchas know until the night of the Seder. And Rapinchas, on the other hand, the days are coming towards Pesach, and, and his wife didn't ask him to help at all, and he's all uh, he's all shocked. He, he, he's he's wondering what's going on. Why 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 is my wife uh, leaving me alone instead of every single year? She's asked she asked him for help to help for Pesach, but he didn't he didn't ask questions. He didn't complain. He, he was happy that he was able to learn Torah and, and, and not be Bible Torah, and he learned all the way until Erev Pesach. He comes he comes home. Uh, you know, very close to, to, to Yom Tov already, and he sees that everything's uh, ready, and this chassid was there preparing. And he asked, and he asked his wife, uh, you know, what's going on? How, where do we get all this? And his wife points to the chassid and says, uh, this is, he, he, he took care of everything. So Rapinchas, uh, after, after Shul, he, he tells the chassid, Shalom Aleichem, and he doesn't say anything. Make Kiddush to the Seder plate, and Rapinchas started uh, started the whole process with, with very uh, very high level of dveikus, um, and and Chassid was able to see not only everything that he saw about Rapinchas before, now he saw that this was not just someone who had ruach hakodesh, not just a very holy person, but a one of the greatest tzaddikim of, of the time. So after the first two cups. While they're having the Suda, their Pinchas cards are asked, the Chassid, what, why are you here? And what, 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 what would you like? Right? What, how can I help you? So the Chassid said everything that happened by the Shpozeda, and he asked the Pinchas if there's a way that he can somehow retract the, the, this oath that the Shpozeda made that he's not going to have kids. So the Pinchas said, he said, if I have any merit in heaven, I swear that this year you're going to have a kid. That's what he said. And uh, that's what happened. That year, he had a, he had a son. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. We have the Halegir Ruziner told this story, right? Rabbi Yisrael of Ruzin says a story, and he explained the process. Right? It's not a simple thing. You have you have two tzaddikim. They both swore, and their and their oaths are exact opposites. So who do you listen to? And that's that once a tzaddik says something, it has to be mekayim. Exactly. Hilary says like this, in the moment that Rapinchas Karitzer said that, made that uh, oath, there was a very great 
there's pandemonium in Shamayim. Who do you listen to? Who, who do you, who, and whose words do you push away? Right? The, the Shpala Zayde made, a, made, a, made an oath one way, and the Pinchas Karatzer made an oath a different way. So whose oath do we have to fulfill? And so the Tzak did in the basement of Shamayla was that whichever Tzadik never swore beforehand in their life, even, even a, a truthful oath, that's the one that we're going to listen to. And so they, they did a Chakira, right? They did an investigation. And it was Rapichas Karatzer who never had, had never sworn beforehand. And so they listened to him. We should be able to wish each other a Freilich and Tisha B'Av. We are going to be a Freilich and Tisha B'Av. That's true. On Sunday. I'm saying even, even on... Even on bad. You should be able to eat after Shkia, Shabbos after Mishnah. You should be able to have Mal Malka next week. I am an ancient wall of stone Atop a hill so high and if you listen with your heart, you just may hear my cry. Anyways, I just want to say, last week, I, I, I said a story about the, the Arizal, about how his students went on a cloud to Lublin, and it said there's a story in the show. So, the, I didn't really find out the full, the full story, it seems, but this little part, basically, these, the... Arizal students came on a cloud to Lublin. It's a whole story on its own. And they came into the shul and they were waiting for the marshal, who was the rav of the shul over there, to, you know, in order to, to start Chazar um, Shashatz again. And it says that he, he was you know, thinking about something. Everyone was waiting for him. And one of the students of Reb Chaim, uh, of the Arizal, one of the students, I don't, it, it, it was either Reb Chaim Vital or Yisrael Srog said, why are we waiting for this rabbi? He said, why are we waiting for this, for this rabbi? He's thinking about a wheel, a wheel of a wagon. And anyway, so the sham, he tells the shaman, the shaman is very, he was very hurt. He's like, you know, what are you talking about the marshal like this? You know? No, so he went over to the marshal, the, the shamish. He told him what's going on and he wanted to throw these guys out of the show. He said, don't throw them out. What happens is I always think about Torah after after Shmanesre, uh, because it's a time when it's quiet. And I had made a Psak Din regarding a wagon, of, a wheel of a wagon, and I was thinking about the Psak Din. So he said, these people have Ruch HaKedosh, don't bother them. And then, and then the, yeah, and, and then the second, the second thing that happened, the last week I said a story that they brought food with them that was still warm. But the, the, what I saw tonight, and I, I still need to, yeah, I still need to find out, but it said basically that he, he, he cut his chala. He cut the chala, and, and there was an ant inside the chala, and the ant was cut in half or something like that. Yeah, whatever, that's what happened. And, and basically... I know, All right, exactly. What's worse than biting into a, an apple with a worm? Is that half a worm. No, basically, it's a very strange thing. Basically, one of the students put, put, put a, something over his eyes and he saw the ant to the size of a camel and it was very disturbing, very weird. But basically, he, he afterwards took out two, the warm food was two loaves of bread and he said that Arizal saw that you're going to have, no, he had big pockets, two loaves of bread and he said, and he, and he said, 
the Arizal saw that you were going to have a problem with your challah, and so he, he prepared two loaves of challah for you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Matzah Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned. I am.